by the MEC's, uh, well, the spokesperson for the MEC, Nancy Sitloai. The spokesperson, uh, spokesperson is Mzukizi Solani. Good afternoon to you. Uh, let's just uh, take a step back before we, what, we talk about what's going to be happening in the next uh, couple of weeks. Can you take us through the, the reason behind um, deciding to end the contracts with Life Esedemeni for these two um, frail care centers? Well, good afternoon, Stephen, and good afternoon to the listeners. Thanks for the opportunity because it affords us, you know, the opportunity to clarify the misleading information that has been dished out there. The issue is that the department had a contract with the Eastern Cape Frail Care PTY LTD, which is a private entity in these parts of the world. Um, we don't have a contract with Life Care mm. Citimani. So the entity is running two private institutions, your Lorraine and also the Algoa Frail Care. The contract came to an end in December 2016, last year. Mm. So as a necessary statutory requirement, once a contract ends, as part of the Public Finance Management Act, you go out again and, and, uh, uh, and look for, for bids for people to, you know, to make proposals about a service that has expired. So the department is busy with that. So there's no, no intention at all to cut short the contract. The contract had ended, a contract of that institution. So uh, that is the process. Okay. So yeah, let me let, let me just, let's just uh, I just want to clarify that. So the Frail Care Pty Limited had the contract with the Department of Social Development in the Eastern Cape. And do I take That's it correct. then that they had subcontracted um, Life Esedemeni to then run those yeah. two um, facilities, Lorraine and uh, Algoa? Yes, that's correct. And and I, I if if I make an addendum, uh, Stephen, on that particular information, um, because there's also another misinformation as if we want to shut down those centres. How do you shut down a centre that you don't own? Because those are two private institutions. I mean, two private institutions. And our responsibility was to subsidise the frail people in those two centres. Mm-hmm. So we're subsidising them for 18,000 rand per person, which is quite a huge amount of money. Is that per and month or huge, per, per, per month? Per month. No, per month, per person, okay. per month. And it's 239, which is a huge amount of money, uh, which has uh, been irregular in a way because um, you, you've got other frail care centers across the province because those are not the two only frail care centers. Sure. Those are the only two that are private. So you've got other frail care centers across the province which you are subsidizing uh, with a lesser amount. So there's been a huge parity. Okay, and I understand in terms of, uh, you know, your, your ideas, I mean, I absolutely understand, uh, you know, the end of the contract. But in terms of some of the delays in finding alternatives for these 239 people, I understand you sort of, put, again, put it out to uh, some sort of, form of tender system. But I understand there was uh, the, the number of responses you got was inadequate. Can you sort of uh, unpack that for us? Because, Stephen, it's quite a very stringent and very strict process. You find that once you dish out and say you are looking for a service provider, every Jack and Jill will say, I can provide that service. And then you start to get to a process of eliminating, you know, those people who are not meeting the uh, requirements and the standards that you want to achieve. Because we've got to understand, Stephen, another thing. Social development, and the MEC made it very clear, social development has got the responsibility 
a constitutional mandate to look after frail people, the elderly and the disabled people. So we cannot be abdicating such a responsibility. So that's why you find that whenever there are rounds of looking people, I mean, for looking for service providers, you find that you, you because you have applied such a high standard uh, of requirements that you're looking for, and then you start to eliminate. But you continue with the process, because the process still continues, Stephen, and they, the, the process um, is scheduled to run until there is a definite answer. We, we, we have to be very vigorous, given the context of what has happened in Gauteng, obviously. So it, 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 it raises the bar even higher to make sure that whatever decision is taken, it is taken in consideration and in consultation. So how much would uh, the Department of Social Development then be hoping to save in terms of uh, treating and caring for these people? No, no, Stephen, again, you know, when, 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 when you go out and, and look for bids and, and proposals, you'll find that there are, I mean, there's a variety of service providers, people who are able to provide the service. And obviously, once you go through that process, because the, the, the process still continues, once you start to bend the, uh, around numbers and the amounts that you're looking for, then you are starting to compromise that process. Mm. In, there, is, there has been this court bid uh, which has delayed matters. I also hear f- from you that uh, there's... In, in, some delay, in fact, in finding correct alternatives uh, to this. So you go back to court on the 23rd. Are you confident that then that the court will rule that you can continue with this? I also need to give a, a bit of a summarized uh, context in, in that part, because when the uh, contract was going to end in December last year, what the department did, obviously, which is uh, another requirement, it went back to the service provider to indicate, more like tapping on the shoulder to say, your contract is going, I mean, this contract is going to end in December. So we are letting you know this is uh, the procedure. So when we went through that procedure, we started to consult as many people as possible, including families. And obviously some of the other families uh, because of the concerns, uh, decided to go to court. When they went to court, it was more of an exercise uh, of saying that whatever is decided upon about this particular process, it must be above board. The court must appoint a curator. That's what the court did, appointed a curator. A curator was more like a watchdog to ensure that whatever is decided, it is above board, and we have followed each and every supposedly requirement to the letter, Mr. more like ticking, ticking the boxes. Yeah, I, in those terms, that's my final question, uh, Mr. Solani, is that uh, if and when this transfer goes ahead, are you basically saying the care that these people will be getting will be up to standard, unlike what happened in Gauteng? Again, Stephen, I want to make it very clear. I want to refer to the point that I've touched on originally, that we've got a constitutional mandate. We cannot be abdicating such a responsibility. And also, Stephen, the, the, the MEC and the, the Minister nationally and even the Minister of Health um, have been in consultation to make sure that, because, I mean, there is a context in this, and there is a tragedy that this country is still railing under. We've got to make sure that there is a thorough, before any other move is taken, there is a thorough consultation. Thank you very much.